All right, run it. I am the greatest. Welcome to the Aka Minority Podcast, episode 25. I am one of your hosts, Gigi Shuttlesworth, a.k.a. the ice cream cone on Gucci's face. And she is the L.A. face with an Oakland booty, Lady Godiva. Hi, everyone. Y'all missed me? <laughs> she bat like Gucci. Be sure when you're listening to the podcast, Use hashtag the awkward minority so that we can see your comment about this episode. Just like Mishi57 did on Instagram, we posted our playlist for the awkward minority and she replied or commented, Love it. I just post bad blood on my page a couple of weeks ago. Her whole EP is great. Enjoy the podcast as well, especially the random outcast raps. You all are my people. Mm. Shout out to you. <laughs> yeah, I really shouldn't be this happy at Gucci home, but I am excited. How 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 about you? I only I will ask you how you doing, but how do you feel about Gucci being home? I think it's pretty cool. You know, he's been away for a little bit, and uh, I know uh, Miss Cure. Keisha Dior is happy. That's a girl right there. <laughs> I know. How you doing? Yo, Gucci said, don't kiss me, baby. You can kiss my chain. Uh, you got to be a dime piece. Just to look at the watch in my time piece. Uh, I come through with my drop top jack. He said, got to go grill, but I'm not from Eddie. So icy. So motherfucking snowed up. Little kids want to be like Gucci when they grow up. Uh, like, <laughs> that's low-key a shot at um, Eddie's Gold Grills in Atlanta. Oh, man, I know he'll suddenly heard it. Got a gold grill, but it's not from Eddie. Big yeah. yeah. Back to back. <laughs> Even, yo, I really, okay, if y'all follow me on Twitter or Instagram or whatever, then y'all know that Kanye West quoted us on Champions. Now, do we get a Grammy for that? I know, right? That was so cool. I like, can't believe it. <laughs> like, I need to know, because I, I really want to call the Grammy office. Like, okay, let's say this song wins a Grammy. Do we get credited as getting a Grammy? Because if we get a Grammy, ain't nothing y'all can tell me. We on the song. We already on the song with Gucci. Cocky Hammers, East Atlanta. No, I do not <laughs> talk to strangers. Just cut out them niggas' fingers. This AK-47 hit you ever from the ankle love. Put long as the Pringles can. Yo, people, you know, people be acting really weird. They be like, you listen to Gucci? Like, yes. Oh, first of all, I'm from Atlanta. Mm. How can you not, how can you be from Atlanta and not listen to Gucci? <laughs> the people get on my nerves. And she gets some brain in the front seat of the Hummer. Yo, Beyonce broke Gucci out of jail. I don't care what y'all fucking talking about. Because she put out lemonade. And I was like, oh, this shit. Because remember, they all like the trailer, like she breaking Gucci out of jail. Right. Gucci, now Gucci out of jail. <laughs> does, it, does anybody even know the story behind the ice cream tattoo on his face? I don't know. Man, Gucci, I don't know what the hell is going on with Gucci, man. Gucci, oh my God. I wish, like, um, 
Instagram was around that that time when he was wild because he was in the he was about to fight this one dude in the mall just randomly about to fight this one dude he like squared up with him and the dude was like nah I'm good like Gucci was on some other shit I remember him and Jeezy were beefing so we had that going on then you got Gucci over here he out here just fucking tattooing shit on his face and it is it just me that his clarity get better. Yeah, I think so. You see how he's growing his hair, his facial hair, and his, you know, his hair out and everything. Gucci out here with a six pack, man. <laughs> Gucci got a goddamn six pack. Like, oh my god, I don't know what's going on in life, but Gucci, Gucci got six. Gucci went from looking six months pregnant to a six pack. <laughs> he had to get right for his lady. <laughs> <laughs> I know she had. She's like, I love, I love you, baby. I held your ass down. So I'm glad right. you that goddamn that that pregnant you pregnant motherfucker. Gucci gonna have it, man. Look, Gucci. <laughs> I just I'm just I don't I don't have no we don't have no inside information and I just imagine that she's just pregnant now. Oh my goodness. And you on house arrest? Look, Gucci. <laughs> East Atlanta Zoop, bro. Who knew it would be like ten minutes in? Talking about Gucci, <laughs> right? Like, and people, because it, it's really funny because people don't think we listen to Gucci, like, right? We not, we not, we're not uptight. Like, I know good music. We listen to some good music. <laughs> I'm so open minded that people misunderstand me. It's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> what what happened? Oh my goodness! So I was feeling really, really good this, I think it was Friday, two Fridays ago. And I put on Facebook, happy motherfucking Friday. Like, <laughs> and I got so many comments and criticism, like critical comments and messages left and right from people. Watch your language. Uh, you cuss. I didn't know you cussed. What's going on? Everything okay? Like, you would think, I wish they would like my poetry as much as they do that status. That was crazy. Yeah, you'll think, you'll think like Lady Godiva like murdered somebody the way they were just offended. Like, all she said, oh fuck. my goodness. Like, you say way more in this podcast than you said in that post. Right. <laughs> and I, and the thing is that bothers me, I never said or, showed that I'm this perfect little angel, you know, like I just do whatever comes to mind. I'm very random. And people for some reason think that I am Miss Goody Tushu and I don't do anything in this world. <laughs> so when they hear motherfucking, so they get really, really mad. Like what, what's going on with you? Everything okay? Do you need help? Do you need Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> I, but yeah um yeah people people really do perceive you to be like a um these this person that lives inside a box and just everything perfect comes out when it's like there's nothing wrong with cussing everybody like to cuss what what burning mad say um cuss words like enhances to words mm-hmm. like i can't like i can't like you can't scare somebody but like get your freaking butt down you gotta be like get your fucking ass down <laughs> Happy too. Imagine if I was mad. I was like, "Happy motherfucking Friday!" You'd think you'd think she wrote, "I'm gonna shoot school up on Friday." Like what? Right. They was, 
that was really bad. Then how are you gonna criticize somebody? Tomasa, do you kiss your kids with that mouth or something? When you teach kids and you like in your profile picture dr- looking drunker than a motherfucker. Mm. Like like the things. Speaking of speaking of motherfuckers, rest in peace, the Kimbo Slice. Yes. You know who Kimbo Slice is? Who is Kimbo Slice? Man, Kimbo Slice was now, 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 that, now that people think we don't cuss and stuff like that, and they think we perfect, I, I wanted to say he the motherfucking man, but <laughs> too much cussing. But he, um, he was the street fighter, and he used to knock everybody out. Like my, I remember back in high school, back when YouTube was first started or whatever, the only reason anybody used YouTube, and this is no over-exaggeration, but only time people use YouTube or their internet at all at certain periods a time was to watch fights, like street fights, school fights. I remember they had a um a website site called schoolfights.com. But it was on YouTube. But yeah, we was on YouTube and it was to do Kimbo Slice. Kimbo Slice a big motherfucker. And he was fighting other big motherfuckers in like backyards and shit. So we we're watching this and Kimbo Slice, he'll beat you up and then punk you out to get you to fight some more. Like he'll beat you up and he'll punch you and you'll get clear knocked out like one hit a quitter. He'd be like, don't go out like that. You better than that. You better than that. <laughs> this one dude got knocked out three times. Like, he kept on knocking him out like one hit a quitter because he'll let you in the middle of one fight, he just stood there and said, hit me! Hit me! And like, <laughs> and the dude kept on hitting him in the face. And I felt so bad for the dude because this is a big dude, and you're a big dude, and you, you punching him as hard as you can. And he just standing there like, yeah, alright. That's all you got? And then he just knocks you out, and now you're just on the ground. And his friend's like, yeah, yeah, boy. They counted, they counted, 305. Like, that was, Kimbo Slice was the man. Kimbo Slice was the man. That was the only time anybody used YouTube back then, was to search Kimbo Slice, knocking people out in backyards. <laughs> and he used to be, he'll be so calm, because before the fight, he'll be calm, he pacing. His friend will be doing all the talking. And then the fight will go, He'll knock you out. He'll say, good fight. That's after he done baited you to get knocked out like 13 million times. Then he'll get back, they'll get back in the truck and they'll just leave. That's how the videos all they'll leave. They, um, I guess his, it was his manager at the time. He had um he drove a Hummer. He had a Hummer with spinners. It was it. <laughs> so they're getting offered with spinners and look and leave. He, he got so popular that like he'll start wearing other, he'll start wearing like clothing lines. Before the fight and shit like that, like he'll pull up in like a day. They say a day county clothing line, like day county three hundred five, whatever. He'll pull up in a day county three hundred five shirt with the website where you can get shirt. I was like, man, what the hell going on? <laughs> That's funny. Like knocking people, just knocking people out. But yeah, he um he died of heart complications. He got rushed to the hospital. I think it was Monday or Sunday, or whatever, one of those two. And he was waiting on a heart transplant, and obviously he didn't get it. So rest in peace, enemy. That's crazy. Cause this, cause we're gonna get to Ali in a second. But that's crazy how much life is just being taken this year, like significant life to a lot of us. Right. <laughs> From the you know, happy birthday, yay! Happy oh, birthday! I was um, you seen you seen you seen what he did after Summer Jam, right? No. What do you do? 
he posted, this is how much, because a lot of people like to say, and I'm not, I'm going to try not to rant when I say this, because we can say this rant for another day. I'm going to try to, I'm going to try not to rant when I say this, but you know, a lot of people like to say that people don't like Kanye West and Kanye West was talking to, to Big Boy when he, before he premiered that song that we're quoted on. And he was talking about how, um, People don't, people, average people don't want you to have high self-esteem because when you have high self-esteem, you understand what you can do in life and what you can do, what you, when you understand what you can do in life, that's dangerous because now you start to question what goes on around you, which is true, but that's not what this is about. He, um, at the, at the, um, summer jam, cause he was supposed to perform at governor's ball, but governor's ball got rained out and lightning or whatever. So they couldn't do it. So he went on stage at, um, summer jam with big shine Pusha T, designer, you know, all the good music, all the good music. They performed for a while. And then like around two o'clock in the morning, he sent out one tweet. He said, Webster Hall sold out. That's wow. all the tweet said at two o'clock in the morning. 4,000 people showed up outside of Webster Hall at two o'clock in the morning off one tweet. They had the block <laughs> shut down. Like Kim had this um had this video on her Snapchat, and it was like Kanye was like, um, I want to get everybody in here. He was like, we can just do a concert outside. Call the mayor, have them set up some parameters, and we can get it. We you know we can get it. Um, we can get it done outside. But the cops mm-hmm. eventually wouldn't let them do it, so they closed it down. And the next day, the the um the governor, which the the mayor or whatever, the mayor. Mayor of New York, he posted he posted the picture, and it had like the same it had like the um the same like font style the same font style that Kim had on the video when it was like call the mayor, and then his said call Kanye, and then it had the little megaphone that he had in the video, and he was like oh we can do a concert, just let me know when <laughs> you know just like we couldn't do it that night I'm sorry we couldn't do it that night but we can do a concert so they just showed how. Like I seen Charlemagne talking about like we have to stop calling it rock star status because rappers been the rock stars for a long time. That was like he said that was some rap stuff. That was like on some um some hip hop legend shit. Uh-huh. One tweet, like I remember on Pusha T's Snapchat, he was like, I don't know, I don't know who's doing it like this. I don't know who's doing it like this. Cause then Pusha T was there, Travis Scott, like it was crazy. Like they had people, like cars was getting fucked up. Like they had the whole block. Like it, we're definitely gonna post the pictures on Snapchat. Not Snapchat. We're definitely gonna post one of the pictures on um, Instagram to show y'all Twitter and stuff like that. Nice. The whole block was shut down. <laughs> like they, it was, it was crazy. It was crazy. I I can imagine, and I am not surprised either, because exactly. it's like that. He makes great music just because. Just because just because he calls himself a genius doesn't make him not a genius. Like who, if you don't call yourself a genius, who else going to? Yeah, and if you're not confident in yourself, who else is going to be for you? On the topic, on the topic of um, confidence, I want to give a rest in peace to Muhammad Ali. Rest in peace. He passed away Friday at the age of seventy-four. And I remember I put out once. I put out one. I put out one Instagram post. And I was looking at the way everybody was going about this because I was like, I, in my mind, I thought I was, I thought by the time we do the podcast, it's not going to be much I have to say because everybody knows about his, like, I, I think I posted, um, his fist made him famous, but what he did outside of the boxing ring made him legendary. And what I meant by that is the thing that nobody is really talking about, like a couple of people talking about it, but I'm not surprised that a lot of people are not 
but it's really disturbing when I see black people not talking about it. Muhammad Ali was way more than a fucking boxer. Let's be clear. Muhammad Ali boxing ability doesn't mean shit to me. Because what he did outside of boxing was his greatest accomplishment. Like a lot of people are trying to and you know how like you know how like um people always like, oh, here go people whitewashing history. Yeah. This is the this is like whitewashing history in front of our eyes, like revisionist history, because a lot of people are not calling a spade a spade. A lot of y'all people didn't like Muhammad Ali until he became this quiet black man with Parkinson's that was always shaking. Cause y'all, he was revered before then. Like he, he was the he went from the what's the what's that Jay Z line went from the fake you know went from the favorite to the most hated. He went from the hated to the most favorite because he couldn't speak no more. Cause he couldn't articulate his words in the manner in which he was accustomed to. That's when y'all started to like Muhammad Ali. Cause when Muhammad Ali was telling y'all, no, you're not going to treat black people like this. Like I keep on seeing a lot of people comparing him to Michael Jordan. Like in in order to educate the youth, but no, he was not Michael Jordan. If you're gonna say he was Michael Jordan, do you need to say he was Michael Jordan only with the ability to be a social activist? Because Michael Jordan doesn't care about nobody but Michael Jordan. If we're really being real about this, I think one of Michael Jordan's most famous quotes to me is, "Is Republicans buy shoes too?" Like, it was like in a reference. It was like in a reference to something like why he don't speak out about social issues. Mm-hmm. Because he's worried about his pockets. Michael Jordan's worried about his pockets, which is really funny because most of the people that buy your shoes, like we're gonna say, we're gonna say ninety-seven percent. We're gonna we can say ninety-seven percent. Ninety-seven percent of the people that buy your shoes are black people in the hood, or just black people in general. But yet you don't give back to none of these communities. You don't give back to the communities in which they give you the money in. And everybody knows you don't like rap. <laughs> like you hate you hate the thing that makes your pockets fatter, which is really weird. But it's an insult to compare Muhammad Ali to Michael Jordan. Like my, Michael Jordan is a great basketball player, you know. I respect him for that, but that's about all I respect Michael Jordan for his basketball playing ability. I've never looked at Michael Jordan and thought he should be. He has never been my role model, ever. Right. That man. That man ain't. That man ain't. I'm not gonna see. I'm not. I'm not gonna drag his man. I'm not gonna drag him through the mud. I'm just not gonna drag him through the mud. But that man. He's worried about the bottom line. He's one of those people. He's one of those people. So don't compare him. So don't compare Muhammad Ali, the greatest of all time. Like Muhammad Ali is black as shit. Like when I say he's black, he's that thing that James Brown was singing about. Mm-hmm. I'm black and I'm proud. Say it loud. I'm black and I'm proud. Like him and him and Joe Brown have to be the blackest people alive. Like ever. Like they are the superheroes. Muhammad Ali aspired. Every black person that has ever walked the earth at that time that he was he was defeating, he was beating people in and outside the ring. Nelson Mandela has been on on record as stating that when he was locked up, Muhammad Ali gave him hope that one day the walls would come down. Mm. Now, a lot of people are trying to say when they saw Muhammad Ali, they didn't see color. Now, I want y'all to stop lying. It's okay. I want y'all to stop lying because Muhammad Ali, as I just said, is one of the blackest motherfuckers ever. His name is Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Only known as Clash is Clay. Now, Muhammad Ali, on a scale of on a scale of black names to not black names, this sure ain't a goddamn white name. 
So he made sure his name, his new name, when he changed his name, he made sure that it was going to be black enough that you knew that he was black and he was proud when he joined the Nation of Islam. He made sure he had a black ass name. But you're not going to sit here and tell me that you don't see color on a black ass, on a black ass man. Like you can say that about Michael Jordan. You can say that about Michael Jordan, LeBron James, all them people that are scared to speak out about social injustice. You got people dying and shit, and they're just watching. Once they get their bottom line, they money and all that other stuff, they ain't saying nothing. But you're not going to do that about Ali. You're not going to sit here and lie and say you don't see color when you see Ali. What Ali we looking at? Right. I remember um this this gave y'all some um boxing. I remember Floyd Patterson when Muhammad Ali changed his name. <clears throat> Floyd Patterson, he refused to call him Muhammad Ali. He kept on calling him Clashes Clay. And um Muhammad was like, You gonna say my name right now, or you gonna say it in the middle of the ring? Boy, he got Floyd Patterson in the arm um, ring, and I want y'all to look it up on YouTube. Look up Floyd Patterson, say my name. Muhammad Ali was beating his ass in the middle of the ring, and all you hear is, say my name, say my name, say my name. <laughs> dabbing him, say my name, say my name, say my name, like giving him this work. And I'm like, this is, and this is my own, like, God, like, it's no, it gets no black, it gets no blacker, it gets no blacker than Muhammad Ali, because Muhammad Ali is everything that middle America fears. He has a black ass name. He has hair that he won't cut for you, and he's cocky. Like, like we were just talking about with Kanye. Everybody hate Kanye because Kanye talks. Before Kanye used to talk, everybody loved him. Now that Kanye talks, they like, man, shut the fuck up. But Muhammad Ali, you couldn't shit Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali was gonna talk to the cows came home. He's the greatest mm-hmm. shit talker ever. He was like, if you ever, if you, if you ever dream about beating me, you better wake up and apologize. Damn. <laughs> He said, he said, I he said I make a stone go. He said I beat he said I make a stone go to the hospital. Like Muhammad Ali's a bad motherfucker. You know, float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. That's Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali was like he make the uh he what do you say? I make the sick. I make the, I make medicine. I make medicine get sick or some shit. Like Muhammad Ali is Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this is a black man in the 60s. He talking shit in the sixties. You a black you're a black man on TV talking shit in the sixties and you will not succumb to what middle America wants you to be, which is a humble, which is a I hate I hate humbleness. It don't even make sense. I don't I don't I don't humility. You know all that fake humble shit. I, that Taylor Swift shit. They want you to be like Taylor Swift. Oh my god, I won an award. Oh my god. Why you not? <laughs> All these, all these little teenagers about your album. Why you shock you won an award? Right. Like, get out of here. But then what they want you to be, they want you to be, they want to bring you down like Cam Newton. They want Cam, you know, they want Cam Newton to be humble. Oh, Cam Newton, Cam Newton smiles too much on the football field. How dare he have fun on his job? Cam Newton told this story about um, Muhammad Ali called him on his birthday. He said Muhammad Ali, at the end of the call, he said to him, you still won't be as pretty as me, boy. Because <laughs> the whole is like, I'm pretty. You know, because the Muhammad Ali's thing is, I'm pretty, I'm pretty. So, yeah, like, a lot of people hate Muhammad Ali. And now, because he passed, oh, all of a sudden, look, all of a sudden, y'all like Muslims. You know, um, I really appreciated his 
stance in in life. Like you said, like he he stood up for what he believed in, and no one was going to change that, no matter what. And he, I, I believe, he set a great example uh, for his grandson and his daughter and um, the world, really. But I, you know, that one picture of him and his his grandson. I think that that is a powerful picture to me with his grandson wearing his boxing gloves and just standing yeah. there with that strong face like yeah that's my grandpa you know <laughs> yeah I can the Louis Vuitton ads but yeah Muhammad Ali was Muhammad Ali like I'm like y'all ain't about to sit here and try to act like y'all like Muhammad Ali Muhammad Ali, Muhammad Ali was like hanging out with Malcolm X and we know y'all don't like no fucking Malcolm X you got two, you got two loud mouth ass black people hanging together. Actually, I take that back because Jim Brown, Ali, and Malcolm X are the blackest motherfuckers alive to ever live on this earth. You got those three. You got you got Muhammad Ali and Malcolm X running their mouth, and y'all what? <laughs> like the like the um like the photo I shared on our Instagram page, the at the Aka Minority. When it's um Muhammad Ali, he's just loud talking and, and Malcolm X like huh? like what? You know, they just having a heat, they just having a discussion. To some it's probably like they yelling at each other. But to me, that's how black people talk. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to the black talk, but we'll get to that in another podcast. But I want to address one more thing about Ali that I'm really tired of people saying that. If y'all call Muhammad Ali one um a draft dodger one more time, I'ma come see y'all. Now, let me tell y'all what an actual draft dodger is. A draft dodger is when you have to go fight in this Vietnam War or whatever, and your ass flew, your ass flee to Canada. That's a draft dodger. Muhammad Ali didn't do that. He didn't get his parents to write no letter to the government to join the National Guard or whatever. He didn't do none of that. That's draft dodging. He said, this is not my war to fight in. Y'all love Martin Luther King, people love Martin Luther King, right? Yeah. This is Martin Luther King's quote about the Vietnam War. He said, like Ali puts it, we are all black and brown and poor victims of the same system of oppression. Now, y'all like y'all y'all don't got nothing to say when um Martin Luther King didn't want to Martin Luther King went down with the war, but Muhammad Ali, the loud black man, didn't want to be in the war, and they got a problem with it. And another thing which showed that Muhammad Ali was already on the right side, but you, but just to further prove my point that they didn't like Muhammad Ali, Muhammad Ali, whenever you um join the army or have to join the army or whatever, you know you gotta take these you gotta take these altitude tests. Now Muhammad Ali scored in the Y's. Now the Y's is very low, you know, wasn't really a reader. Muhammad Ali wasn't really a reader. This is sixties, you know, sixties growing up, growing up to fifties, forties, whatever. So you know, he wasn't really a reader. Mm-hmm. A is the highest, right? A is the highest. He scored in the he scored in the he scored in the Y's, which is the lowest, the lows, close to a damn Z. So they're not gonna pick somebody in the Y's to be in the army, but all of a sudden you go from a Y to an A. Mm. Get the fuck out of here! And um, I seen this one. Um, I'm glad a lot of people that was born around that time. Um, shout out to Skip Bayless at ESPN. He was like. He was like, um, I remember when the, when they were doing the draft or whatever, and I was praying I didn't have to go. He said, because I didn't want to fight no war. Like, these people keep on acting as if 
fighting in this war is a noble thing to, to do. It may be noble for some white people, but in the 60s, my black ass would not be in no motherfucking war for the United States of America. Are we acting as if the, the Jim Crow laws wasn't around? I can't even I can't even use the same bathroom as the white man, but you want me to go out here and fight for his country? What sense does that make? I can't sit at the front counter at a diner, but you want me to go fight for these motherfuckers that's calling me nigga this, nigga that, I'm a hang. You got you got black people being hanging on the streets like it's just a daily routine. We get, they getting sprayed with water hoses. They getting beat down. They getting drugged across the ground. They're getting they're getting brutally murdered in their own country, but you expect them to be willing to go over to a place where ain't nothing been done to them and just fight them willing willingly. I would have been just like I would have been just like Ali. I would have stood there and say whatever you about to give me. You might you might well send me to jail. Yeah, like his quote. His quote. <clears throat> Why should they ask me to put on a uniform and go 10,000 miles from home and drop bombs and bullets on brown people in Vietnam while so-called Negroes in Louisville are treated like dogs and die simple human rights? No, I'm not going 100 million. No, I'm not going 10,000 miles from home to help murder and burn another poor nation simply to continue the domination of white slave masters of the darker people the world over. This is the day when such evil must come to an end. I have been warned that to take such a stance will cost me millions, but I have said it once and I say it again. The real enemy of my people is here. I would not disgrace my religion, my people, or myself to become a tool to enslave those who are fighting for their own justice, freedom, and equality. If I thought the war was going to bring freedom and equality to 22 million of my people, they wouldn't have to draft me. I'll join tomorrow. I have nothing to lose by standing up for my beliefs. So I'll go to jail. So what? I've been in jail for 400 years. My bad. We've been in jail for 400 years. Mm. That's, that's the most... That's, that's gonna, and that's how I feel about it. It's like, you can't ask a black... Like, you can't ask a black man to go fight in the white man's war in the 60s. Like, I, feel, I feel so bad for the black man that gave their life for this country. It doesn't love you. Yeah. They like they public like in the sixties they publicly didn't love you. Like they didn't even hide it. It was we don't like niggas. Take your what the, what those signs take your nigga ass back to Africa and all that other shit. Mm-hmm. Like this is your fucking country. Like this is your fucking country. We going and back to Africa, you going to Europe, huh? Right. You gonna take over somebody else's shit and try to regulate. Anyway. Yeah, Muhammad Ali stood up for everything right. He didn't care about the millions. He didn't care about none of that. He knew that social injustice was wrong. Like nowadays, you will barely get anything out of these athletes. They they taking this stand that, you know, oh, I just want athletes to play sports. No, motherfucker, athletes have the biggest voices in America. If they need to, they need to use those voices to to be the vehicle to get shit done. Yeah. And it, it hasn't changed. It's just modern. It, nothing's new under the sun. So it's just modern day slavery. It's not this. It's not. It's in a different way, but it's not. Um, it hasn't gone anywhere. At all. Like this Federal Reserve note. Is holding us by the leash every day. 
ties men wear, that's the leash. You know, women away from their children, that's the leash. Like it's, it's a horrible, horrible thing. When, when a person sits down and really thinks about it, we're all like, we're all screwed. We have to take a stand. We, we don't. We're always hiding behind social media or hiding behind closed doors and afraid to speak up. Why? I mean, I get it that we're worried for our children and, and everything. I keep saying that. I can't express that enough. And it hurts. It hurts a lot. Like, this whole 9 to 5 is, is BS. All of it. All of it. What are we really working towards? Get that money, that Federal Reserve note, that loan that will never be ours. I don't know. Yeah, I feel I feel you. Everybody checks in this paycheck, but paychecks don't bring you happiness when you still ain't free. Yeah. And time is flying right before our <laughs> eyes. I was just discussing this with my coworker. Like, how did we become in June already? 2016 just started. And I came to re realization that because we're constantly focusing on that bi-weekly pay schedule every other Friday to get that paycheck to pay in never-ending bills that we don't even appreciate day by day. I, it's, it's sickening. And for what? What are we gaining from this? It's taking us away from the universe, from nature, from our souls. This, our spirit just is dwindling down. You can see it. Everybody is walking dead is real. <laughs> Everyone's walking around like zombies, not paying attention to anything. <sighs> because America pays, paints this picture that you have to make X amount of dollars to be happy. So from a young age, you are taught that you have to get out here and you have to do what makes the most money, whether you like it or not. It's never time back to Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali was like, you should always ask a 12-year-old what they want to be when they grow up so you can start working on it then. Right, exactly. He say, ask a 12-year-old, you know what makes the most money and then start working on it because you can make a billion dollars and still be sad and still want to kill yourself because a lot of, because if one thing, one you think that people will see that celebrities are killing themselves all the time. These people are financially secure. But when you're sitting here working towards something that you really don't want to be in, when you get when you get to a certain age, that's why people have midlife crisis. It's not, it's not a midnight crisis. It's a midlife realization that you just spent your whole life doing these things that you don't want to do. What really pisses me off is this commercial. This commercial is about this dude that becomes a lawyer. And he was like, I became a lawyer because I seen my dad was a lawyer or whatever. So I became a lawyer. And then I had to make, and you know, you know, I had a happy, you know, I made a happy home with my wife and my kids. We got two adopted kids. And I was like, uh, you know, like they were trying to make it seem as if having kids and a wife is the only goals in life. Like he's, he became a lawyer just because he had a, a wife, a house and kids, a, a wife, house and kids. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, what kind of fucking life is that? So 
your whole life process is living vicariously through somebody else who's going to live vicariously through the next person in the hopes that they can live vicariously through another person. This is like an endless cycle of just being swept swept up into society's food chain, my bad, or society's hamster wheel because that's what they want you to do. They want you to chase the money because when you when you chase the money, then you spend more. You spend more on education. You spend more on your houses. You spend more on your clothes. You spend more on everything that doesn't make you happy because the happiest people in this world are the people that get to do what they want to do and not worry about the money. Like it's one thing to be financially secure. You know, you're doing something you love. You can be financially secure. Long as long as the lights on, that's the only thing you should be worried about. Long as the lights on, or if you're, or you, you know, long as the lights on, you're able to eat food. If you like watching TV, you know, as long as you're able to watch TV, you shouldn't have don't you don't go chasing millions. Because the people that's trying to chase these millions, they don't even know how to make these millions. Like you see a lot of people on Facebook, they love the post, which is always funny to me. They love the post this thing where they be like up up early in the morning getting to this money. But they don't know how to actually get to these millions that they're talking about. So you're stuck on this hamster wheel with no knowledge because nobody ever told you how to work the stock about CD and bonds. You don't know nothing about bonds, but you you about to make this this quote unquote millions. But you're miserable in your life because your whole goal is to make this money that you're not really making that much money in. But you can't spend it because you're too busy making this money because you're a real motherfucker. Right. And, you know, when I was younger, I wanted to be this lawyer for a big corporation for some reason, you know, because they have this setup where you have to go to school, graduate, go to college and get a degree, then get married, have children and, you know, pursue this career, the uh, corporate America. And right now, I'm glad I didn't because who knows where my mind would have been. I'd probably still be naive because it's, it's, it's money is nothing but a distraction. It's, it makes your mind clouded and you don't, you don't, uh, you become those dead presidents because you're just so busy chasing it. And I, I don't understand. That's why I will not, I will not force being a doctor or a lawyer or any of that stuff on my children. If they choose to be one of those, fine, but it will not come from me because I'm not saying anything is wrong, you know, kudos to whomever plays those roles, but no money is going to buy my conscience because I, I, I bet you anything, they have to be numb in order to work on patients, do these surgeries or, you know, like, lie to defend their client or you know what whatever else i'm not going to do that i will not stand for that especially not for my children and if they're considered the future then i'm gonna work on them right now what's the you know the quote the great philosopher j cole mama say i should reconsider law school that mean i wear a suit being the truth and feel awful hell no got a degree but what they cost you making good salary just to pay sally may like that's real as ever. Duck and Bill collectors like Jehovah Witness when they showed up at your door at Christmas. But yeah, like it's really funny because we always push this narrative that you need to go to school, right? And I, you know, people would be like, "You see that person building roads and shit? They didn't go to school." You do know, in order to you, you do know at school with somebody that's the architect that designed this road, right? 
and they need somebody that wants to lay down. Like, this is one thing that we need to stop preaching in the society is that if you got a manual labor job that you're that you're some somewhat beneath the person that goes that wears a suit and goes to work. Because these people that got these manual labor jobs, they enjoy them. Like laying cement may seem tedious and may not be something that you want to do. Because when I took construction in high school, I remember I was like, fuck this. <laughs> I, I always had this fear that I was going to fall in. But a lot of people love laying cement down, like laying cement or painting rows and shit. A lot of people love their jobs. Like you have people, they're like the garbage. You know, you have kids that say they want to be the garbage man. And people are like, why do you want to be the garbage man? Because it's something they feel they would enjoy. Picking up, riding on the cars. Like, just because it seems strange to you doesn't mean it's something that doesn't have to be doesn't that's something that they shouldn't do because somebody has to pick up the garbage. Like, yeah. Like how the hell are you gonna go to McDonald's every day but mock the people that work at McDonald's? Right. Somebody right. Go to college if they want to make more. How about you? How about McDonald's, more. Why McDonald's just pay you more? These people. Everybody, right. If everybody goes to school to be a doctor and a lawyer, then who the fuck gonna be? Who the fuck gonna do everything else? Who's giving you those scholarships? <laughs> <laughs> Who who's gonna who's gonna design the car that you're gonna wanna drive so bad? Who's gonna who's how you how you gonna cash your check if nobody works at the bank? Right. If everybody a lawyer and a doctor, now that's sad that in society they only teach you two things when you're young, doctor, lawyer. You like know, you even, it's crazy because we doesn't. I don't mean to cut you off, but it's crazy because we don't. We don't even know the other. Like when you're young, like me, but fuck that. When I was young, I knew I was gonna be a fashion designer, and I grew the fuck up to be it. <laughs> but when you're young, a lot of people don't know that you can do other things in life. I bet you ask some young people, did you know you could be a teacher when you grow up? They'd be like, huh? What's that? Like, mind you, you in a classroom and a woman teaching you or a man teaching you. But they don't even know that you can be a teacher when you grow up because nobody's teaching. I mean, nobody's telling you the options you have in life. Right. You could be right. You could be a writer. You know. You know something. I I'm gonna give y'all a secret. Okay. Y'all trying to chase this money and get somewhere, get a job that helps the government keep track of people. That's where the money is. Hospitals, freaking transit. Uh, transportation, freaking insurance companies, freaking federal government buildings and shit, all of those will get you the money you're looking for. But it's dead money. Because you're going to sell your soul to get to make a buck. That's and, the real Illuminati. No, just and you know something, and it pisses me off too. You know how you just said, like, they say that um, they don't let you know that you can be a teacher or a garbage man or woman or whatever. But really, all of us can adapt to whatever society, you know, whatever environment we're put in. Let's just say, God forbid, if I get abducted today or whatever, and I end up in Zimbabwe or wherever. By due time, you know, give me a a few months, I'm going to get it. Okay, this is the new place. This is the new language. This is new culture. This is this, that. We can adapt anywhere. But because our mind is only focused on the wrong thing, we're not going to prosper. Look at the God in you. And then you can grow from within out. And it just pisses me off to watch people not 
seeing this and I get it. Everyone has to wake up in their own time, but this is pissing me off. Like when I go on the Metro, for example, everyone's looking down. No one's looking up. If you keep looking down, you're going to miss what God created. Right. And on top of that, not only are you going to miss what God created around you, you're going to miss the shit that mankind is doing to the nature, to to your oxygen, to every your life supply. Speaking of that, you know what I seen today? And I was like, is this not the most fucking human bullshit I've ever seen in my life? This um, CNN reporter, he goes, well, CNN host, anchor, or whatever. I forgot what show it was. I wouldn't even shout CNN shows out anyway. But he goes, if sharks are killing so many people in the ocean, why don't we just kill the sharks? How you gonna go into these... How you... So... Because y'all dumbass won't stay out of shark-infested waters. Now the sharks have to die. So now the sharks got to be put out of their home, out of their habitat, because your ass won't stay the fuck away from them. Like, we do not own this earth. We share, right. this, with, we share, this, with, we share this with animals. Like, my, um, my neighborhood, they got a, um, my neighborhood, they got a um, Facebook page, and they're always posting in it. And it's really annoying. But <laughs> Like this one couple, y'all in the same house. Why the hell y'all posting on Facebook? But anyway, one person posted that they seen a deer or whatever. I'm calling, and they said they call it animal control. Mm-hmm. You've been to my house. You've been to my house. Right. We're in the middle of Mother Nature. We're we're basically in the middle of the forest. This is a forest. It's a it's a subdivision in the forest. How you gonna call animal control? Or the deer being in his own house. He was here before you. He gonna be here after you. It's not so, oh, can't just have deers running around. They been running around. Mm. I've been living here a long time, man. Deer, it's probably a deer outside my window right now. They are harmless. I'm more concerned, I'm more concerned about the coyotes, but I don't fuck with the coyotes because the coyotes don't fuck with me. It's their crib. I would tell them what to do. Long they don't run up on me, I don't run up on them. I show be I show when I go to take out trash in the middle of the night, I show be having a bat. Yeah. I saw a video of <clears throat> this is so random, but I saw a video of a cow that they were ready to slaughter or whatever, and she started crying. So for some reason they changed their mind on killing her and sent her to this place they call Sanctuary. And it was a bunch of other cows there. I'm not sure if you've seen the video, but um they consoled her. All the cows went around her and basically, you know, cuddled up with her or whatever to make her feel comfortable and happy again. Why can't we do that? Why can't we encourage each other and motivate? And I mean, it's, it's disgusting that animals have more sense than we do. I thought you was about to say, well, we can't do that with animals. I'm like, they fucking delicious. <laughs> Oh my, god. oh my god why why do peter follow me on twitter why do they follow me on twitter why why the fuck do peter follow me on twitter man i'll be so tempted to be like yo i eat me daily motherfucker i am a carnivore god damn it but again they posted this picture it's this picture floating around and it's like um where do you draw the line between 
um, what is it, pets and food. And this, uh-huh. and, this, and this one person drew a line, and it was like right here. It was like chicken and all this like, chicken cows. And she, I was like, truest, truest thing that ever. Oh, I saw that. It was like um, there were there's a dog and a duck or something and cow and all that. I, I saw that. Because it's like, because at the end of the this this is fucked up. This this fucked up. But if you raise a, if you raise if you raise a chicken like it's food, then it's not gonna. Because going back to the thing you were saying, like people don't know that they can be other things other than doctors and lawyers. So if you raise a chicken to be emotionless, I don't want to think about it because they fucking it's just delicious. I'm sorry, it's just what it is. God put God God put animals on this earth to be ate. He want to. He want to nourish the soul. Certain animals ain't on this earth for us to eat because they don't taste good. Like I never had no beluga whale, but I'm pretty sure beluga whale tastes nasty as hell. And God did that on purpose. God was like, you are not to eat the beluga whale. You are not eat him. You're going to leave him alone. You're not going to eat no foxes. You're not going to eat no skunk. Like you're not, you're not going to eat them now. Deer, you can have some. Oh my God, my neighbor made some deer. For New Year's Eve, I'm not text you like, oh my God, this is God. He had some, he had the deer right, and he grilled it. Then he had some bacon on it. It was wrapped in bacon. Listen, when I say this shit was good, oh my God, I was, I was like, this is God. I was like, God, you, you, you the man, you, the, you the man, you the man, God. Like God knew what he was doing, cause remember, God wanted, he wanted the, the, the um, the animals on the ark. Mm-hmm. It was to eat them. It was for them to reproduce <laughs> and eat. He wants you to eat. So when Peter be kicking that shit about, you know, um, the cow, the cow to my son, this is my milk, not this is my baby's milk, not yours. Nope. But you know, we, I'm going. I, I'm, I sound so fucking ruthless, but I'm just saying, man. Y'all know how. Y'all know me. I love milk. But you know, let's be real though. Like, I think <laughs> at this point, the, with all the food, the processed food and everything, we don't know what we're eating, to be yeah. honest. I don't know what you're eating. I live in Georgia. It's a chicken It's a chicken plant. Well, chicken plant. It's a chicken farm right down the street. I know what I'm eating. Like, like um, I'll, this is why I'm not, I'm not a nutrition type person. You know, people on on um Facebook is always trying to act like they know everything about nutrition and and what you're eating cuz I might be eating some processed shit too. But what I try to do is when you go to the market, try to well, I guess a lot of y'all can't because y'all don't live in these states where they actually have chicken coops and they chopping the cow up. But I always try to look for the locally grown. But sometimes use your brain cuz I be going to the store and it be like such and such, such and such brand. I'm not gonna put brands on blast. Such and such brand got some chicken, and the, it'd be like a, it'd be like it's a chicken breast, and that should be about bigger than my damn head. <laughs> like what? Oh, like just use your sense, cause that, that they they pumping that for the steroids. All them hormone injections. <laughs> exactly, it should be bigger than your head. Yeah, that's a. Uh, I'm like, is that some? Is that some turkey? Is that the turkey breast? No, it's a chicken breast. <laughs> from from well. <laughs> I, I don't believe that animals should be tortured before they get killed because that's too much. That's too much energy transfers. 
And whether we like it or not, they have energy also. Every little, every living thing has energy in it, some source of energy. And the original mad cow disease. It doesn't die, it transfers. So when we eat that, we can feel the torture, the pain that that animal goes through. I know it sounds funny, <laughs> but it's like, you know how you start feeling tired or like fatigued or irritable or whatever. That's because you can feel after you eat that, you can feel it in your in your soul. <laughs> I try not to think of it. Man, I honestly, cause they gonna die regardless. Not, these animals go die regardless whether that I eat them or not. So I'm like, fuck it. It is what oh I try not to think of it. It is what it is. Like I don't eat like I don't eat Bammy in the backyard. He he's safe. And I don't eat the pigs down the I don't eat the pigs down the street. Like I visit the pigs down the street, like, hey, hey, babe, you know, from the movie, Scarlet's Web and shit. Like I try I, I don't I don't eat them. I don't y'all live. Your horse, I don't eat horse meat. Like I don't like they gonna die regardless. <laughs> I be passing oh my God. <laughs> every day, every day to school. We used to pass by it's this farm by the school. We used to pass by the farm like, man, I wonder which one is gonna be a hamburger tonight. Oh, it's, man. it's fucked up because you talk about the cow crying. I'm like, damn, that shit touched my soul for a minute. I'm like, that's fucked up. Cow, I, cows out here getting ate and crying. I feel I'm gonna come back in my I'm gonna come back in my next life as a cow. I can feel it. <laughs> oh, my, oh my god! Like just take just don't don't kill me. Just take my milk. This, this, man, I don't. Know. I just God gave us these God God gave us these damn animals to eat. Yeah, but the, that milk thing, I don't know about that. Like, every animal, you know, feeds their children from their milk. But we we drink from the cow. That kind of doesn't make sense. Because I ain't drinking from no woman. <laughs> I don't, I'm not, man, I'm not going to tell y'all what I used to think damn milk from women were. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Alrighty then. <laughs> awkward mail. Now it's time for everybody's favorite part of the podcast, the awkward mail, where you ask us questions and we give you answers. If you would like to send in a question and get some advice, you can send it to us at jvaris at planetofthesanquan.com. That is J-A-V-A-R-I-S at planetofthesanquan, S-A-N, Q-U-O-N dot com. Or if you would like to email it to the woman who wants to protect the crying cow, that is Kadir at wordsbyladyg dot com. That is Kadir, G-H-A-D-I-R at wordsbyladyg dot com. What we got today? All right. This is a long one. Hang in there, folks. All right. So I have a roommate who I had known for a few years prior to moving in with her. We're good friends and have been living together for a year. I do realize that everyone in the world will not want to clean when their space is dirty, but I just have a habit of cleaning the kitchen every day and vacuuming every week. I think it's reasonable and cleaning the bathroom when it gets dirty and thoroughly once a week. However, my roommate doesn't understand that concept. I've let her mess just 
sit there thinking she will clean it, but she doesn't. She always has some excuse that she will clean it or was going to, but was too tired. We share a lot of groceries and other items, hand soap, paper towels, etc. About two weeks ago, we ran out of toothpaste. Now, normally, I would go to the store after work and get a pack or two, but I didn't. I actually wanted to see if she would, and she didn't. I used the travel size I had laying around and told her we're out of toothpaste, to which she said she would grab some. This was last week and still no full-size toothpaste. I don't wash her dishes and even have left them sitting in the sink for days, even a week or more. But I have never seen her vacuum at all or dust or clean anything besides may maybe her dishes, taking out the trash sometimes and sometimes the bathroom if she sees me cleaning the living room. I visit her parents' house and it's a bit dirty. So I see where she's coming from and what she's used to, but it can't be an excuse, can it? This Friday, we ran out of hand soap in the bathroom, and no, I didn't grab any, just to see if she would, since we both weren't home this weekend. I came home to an empty soap bottle in the bathroom and have been using body wash to wash my hands every time I go to the bathroom. One time, her blush broke in the bathroom and fell all over behind the toilet, and she didn't clean the powder for a week until it got too cringeworthy for me to not clean it, and then I had to. What annoys me the most is she came back to the apartment on Sunday night and didn't clean or do her dishes or bring any of the stuff we are out of, but yet went to the city to visit her boyfriend. I want to talk to her about her lack of contribution and priorities, but I also don't want to come off as a jealous bitch. <clears throat> Moreover, she can be immature, and I know if I tell her how I really feel with no filter, she might get defensive and act bitchy to me. Have you ever had a roommate like this? How did you handle it? Girl, do you live with a damn pig? <laughs> like, I'm not even trying to be funny, but oh my god. Like, if she's not taking care of the house, then she's not taking care of her temple. So I just imagine that her temple smells like fish. Yo, wow. that was the only information that was the only yo, that was the only informational thing I retained from <laughs> middle school health class. That was like if girls cause this boy was like, um, I don't know why the hell they do this, but they made us watch this little film, and then they separated the boys and the girls, and this boy goes, we got this classmate. I'm not going to say her name. I don't even remember her name. I think it was, ooh, I almost said it. Ooh, ooh that's her name. I'm going to look up on Facebook. But he was, he was like, why do such and such, which is, I'm, making, I'm making up a name, why do Kathleen Johnson smell like fish all the time? And like we all was dying, because it was true. She smelled like foul ass fish and we was like oh you know could we cruel as fuck and she went in the room so you know how it is when you're young and the dude goes well if a woman doesn't clean herself properly that her system cleans it clean that's what it is right the system goes and they clean yeah. it themselves and that's the smell it gives off and well I, but i give us that i give us that after after he told us that and we was like whoa that, oh you know we laughed for a minute then we never fuck we never like brought it up to her 
which, which is really shocking that in middle school we was told that you don't watch your vagina and we just let that shit ride like okay so we probably was shocked like we probably was, we probably was envious like wait a minute I gotta watch under my balls every fucking night and put some baby powder on these shits but the motherfuckers gonna be itchy and these girls out here got self-cleaning vaginas your vagina self-clean The raw end of the deal. You just went left with this man. <laughs> like, my people oh, can't do nothing but help me stand up when I pee. But you cleaning, but you can clean your own vagina. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I just imagine because, because if you don't clean, that's that's my first thought when I go. That's my first thought about a woman is that she don't keep her house clean. I could just imagine what her body, what her body smells like. <laughs> You know, a fun fact before I, I give my opinion on this, um, awkward male. Did you know that a woman, uh, the, you know, the lubricant, whatever down there, you know, the wet, wet, um, <laughs> has the same compound as a shark. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. What the hell? <laughs> I know it's You're weird. You're like I too wet as a shark. What? <laughs> it has the same compound as a shark does. So it's like mm-hmm. that's crazy. It's cool and crazy at the same time, but anyway. Okay. Sorry, um <laughs> for the person that said <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, First off, you know how that saying they say, like they say, um, you don't know, you don't really know a person until you move in with them, yeah, kind of thing. Well, this is your rude awakening, my friend. <laughs> um, first off, if you guys are good friends, you should be able to speak to her about your uh, concerns with her not cleaning. Um, Second off, wh- how do you know that she doesn't have a travel size toothpaste or hand soap in her room and she just brings it in the bathroom whenever she wants and then, you know, takes it back to her room? Maybe she's that kind of person where she just puts the stuff. I'm not justifying her dirtiness or whatever, but I'm talking about the items that she's not bringing in because I know some people are like that. They like to hide their stuff, you know? Um all I can tell you honestly is wait till Delise is over and then just never have her as a roommate again. <laughs> that was because you just gotta like, who she? And send us some pictures of y'all if you want. Send us some pictures because I have to see this because um, I just can't imagine women being this nasty. Like that's like my brother type nasty. Like I remember my brother; he's a nasty motherfucker. I would want to, oh God, oh, that was, because when she describing this, I was just having flashbacks with my brother, like, this motherfucker, like, that's the same level of nasty, like, um, he'll shave, and then he'll just leave it in the sink, and be like, so, do we have a maid that's coming over soon? What's going on? And even if we had a maid, that's just fucking disgusting. Like, but yeah, you should honestly talk to her. If you want to, you can talk to her and be like, I'm not trying to be rude, but I just don't, I can't live in a, I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't live in a barn. I don't walk around 
and gold eggs or eggs and or eggs at all pop out my ass. So I need cleanliness. I need cleanliness. I'm giving you cleanliness. Cleanliness is next to godliness. Don't you want to be a goddess? <laughs> You're not getting into heaven with all this. Dirt. You think God is going to let you leave all your dirt on his heavenly floors while Gucci is playing in the background? You think this is how you think God is? Do you think God you think God is going to tolerate this? Because from what I heard, people a lot of people done met God and she black. And and if God is a black woman, a black woman ain't letting you fuck up her flows. You black women would dress up the living room just for your ass can't sit in it. So you think she's gonna let you fuck up the bathroom? <laughs> in heaven, walk around with your Cheetos, dragging your feet with dirt on your shoes, and you think God's just gonna be cool with this. She's not gonna be cool with this. Because she is a black woman, and she's not that you honestly like. You honestly, you can honestly probably say it to her like that, depending on the level of y'all friendship. Because she'll take it as a joke. You be like, then you can throw at the end, like, nah. But seriously, you gotta try to do better. Because I can't live in no mess. Like I love you. I'm pretty sure your boyfriend don't want to come over here, and it's messy like this. Like I'm pretty sure that's a mood killer. He can't get you shark wet. If the if the house looked like yeah. who shot the cat, look like a, just like we opened the door and let a whole bunch of dolls come running through. I was gonna say it was funny you took the words out of my mouth. I was gonna say you know you should kind of pep talk her or whatever and be like you know you don't want your boyfriend seeing this. You you this is pretend this is your training ground and you have to clean as much as possible because that's what women do for their husbands and you want to get married don't you or do you want to get left behind <laughs> like girl like girl he gonna leave you he'll be like oh like you're supposed to be like have y'all had sex before Oh no! And, the, and when she say, and when she say no, but like if you bring him here, he ain't never gonna have sex with you because ain't no telling what's going on with your your downstairs. Oh my god! Can you imagine? Okay, I have no problem with bushes. Women with bushes, y'all y'all got bushes. That's y'all that's y'all business. I imagine it'll get hot with a bush. But I was like, so you just this messy, and you got a bush. He ain't never having sex with you because ain't no telling what's going on in that bush. That fucking wild, wild jungle. In the jungle, the mighty jungle. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I got some needles on her hair. In the jungle, the mighty jungle. She don't brush down there. Ooh-wee. Don't go down there. But yeah, no, but seriously, you gotta, you gotta, you, you gotta have the awkward conversation. There's no way around it. You gotta be like, because that's what I had to do with my brother. I had to yell at him, but you can yell at them and they're not gonna listen in that moment, but they're gonna be so damn embarrassed that they're gonna fix it. You gotta be like, I ain't for this shit. I'm tired of this. You think I like cleaning up behind you and me? I am not your mom. <laughs> I don't, I don't remember giving birth to your ass. Matter of fact, pay me. <laughs> When my income tax check come, I don't remember getting. I don't remember getting the refund of having a child. Right. <laughs> can I claim you on my taxes? This <laughs> only way I'm clean up this goddamn house is I can claim you on my taxes because I'm not your mama. Do you need me to cook for you too? 
would you like me? Would you like me for me to wipe your bottom just to make sure that the tissue goes in the toilet? Because that's what I feel like I need to do. I feel like I'm your mom. Oh my like, are you by, like, are you by, uh, man? We can talk to her if you want us to. Yeah. It'll get let a stranger tell you let a stranger you remember they be like um some people some parents fully believe that if you let a stranger recommend reprimand your child not like beat them or nothing but like reprimand your child that they're they'll be so embarrassed that they'll never do whatever they did again <laughs> so do you need us to reprimand your child because we will like oh man i love our podcast <laughs> yeah, I was about to keep, I gotta stop. I gotta stop. <laughs> but, I'm telling you, this is one hell of a week already. <laughs> oh man. We got freaking planes crashing on 95 South, people creating Instagram accounts with my picture as their profile pic. Yo, like, Lady Godiza got a stalker. He probably listened to the podcast right now. What you want, man? We see you, dude. We see you, man. We watch it. We watching you. We watch how you move. Ah, uh, what yeah. did I do to you? <laughs> what you didn't do? You probably like that's my favorite. He, you his favorite because he had to make because he made he made a he made an Instagram account of you. Words by Lady G. Her her regular Instagram account is Words by Lady G. Words by Lady G. His is like S T Ickums or some some bullshit that y'all shouldn't be following anyway. But yeah, he he. Well, if it's like a girl, we I need if catfish has taught me anything, is that girls be out here making these fake accounts. The TV, the TV show Catfish. I ain't getting catfish. You know, the yeah. girls be out here making these fake accounts with dudes, with women, man. We gotta talk about catfish one day, cause that show is hilarious. Oh my goodness. They drive me crazy. I'm like, and then oh, and then with this plane that crashed, freaking it was a private, one of those small you know, private planes or whatever. This woman, <laughs> she didn't know what the fuck she was doing. She landed right beside 95 South. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, why did it have to be around the time I have to go pick my babies up? Like, you couldn't wait. <laughs> how dare you? How dare you crash your plane right now? It could be used to me. You can you can crash it at 12 o'clock. Like, you had to do, you, had to, you did this on purpose. To piss us working Americans off. You're like, I know people getting off work right now. I'm going to crash this fucking plane. Right. And, well, okay, look, I'm I'm laughing about it because she's okay. All right? Don't start saying, you know, you're a murderer. For you're speech. heartless. <laughs> you're heartless. I'm just tired. Help me, I'm poor. <laughs> oh, man. Alrighty then. I just envisioned like um bridesmaids, which is like in the middle of the street eating, and then I was like, "You're shitting, huh?" Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the dress, shitting in the middle of the street. Like, oh my god! <laughs> so you just so you just go shit in the middle of the street. That's a good move. That's what your roommate is gonna do when she gets married. I'm not. That's what I'm, I'm. I'm not. I'm. I'm shocked that didn't end with. And I also found some fecal matter in the middle of the kitchen one time. <laughs> like when she said, when she said, the, when she said the brush broke off and it was behind yeah. the toilet or something. I was like, she about to say she looked behind that toilet and it was some. It was some shit. <laughs> 
human feces. Oh my god! Please don't let her reproduce. Oh man. Mm-mm-mm. But yeah. That is the Aqua Minority Podcast for this week. Please use the hashtag the Aqua Minority to let us know what you thought about the episode and also to share whatever information you want us to see. We're going to be very active in checking that. And remember to follow us on every social media platform. That is the Aqua Minority on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter. We are Minority Awkward. Be sure to tweet us, and we tweet back. We comment back on Instagram, and we like to thank you guys and girls for your support, and we'll see you later. Peace.